0: Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, and today my guest is Crow Wing County Administrator Tim Hool. Tim, welcome back to Community Focus.
1: Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me as always. Yeah, well, let's uh,
0: start out, Tim, by talking about the subject that I hear talked about almost everywhere I go. It's in the news, and that is vaccination. In fact, last time we had you on, we were talking about that as well. But uh, bring us up to speed on the the latest info that we should know about the plan to vaccinate Minnesotans, and specifically those living here in Crow Wing County.
1: Well, I think we continue to make a good progress, Ken. Right now, as of uh, the 30th of January, we have 7,049 of our residents that got uh, the first dose of the vaccine. That's 11 percent of our surrounding counties. Only Aiken County is a little bit higher than us at 12. But if you listen to some of the news reports coming from around the country, uh, 12 percent, 11 percent is a very high rate. Uh, comparatively speaking, uh, state to state. And so we're doing fine in Crow Wing County with the rate at which we're getting the vaccines out. Um, We have about 1,250 people who have completed their two-dose series as of the end of January. Our limiting factor continues to be the vaccine supply, Ken, and I know that your listeners are out there, many of whom have been calling us and calling the hospitals and calling the clinics. And when can I get my vaccine? And it is going to require patients. Vaccine supply is still the limiting factor. It's not the capacity to give the shots. It's having the shots to give. Uh, And so we're still, you know, I think our partners uh, in the local community, we are working with Guidepoint Pharmacy to help us to complete the priority 1A group. That would be nursing homes. Uh, and assisted living facilities. We are working with our area hospitals to make sure that all of our healthcare workers have been vaccinated. We're also working on uh, with our public school systems and private school systems for educators, child care providers, and of course, 65 plus. The volume of people who are currently eligible is still greater than the supply of available vaccine. Uh, and so it's still going to require some patience here and I know in particular for those who may be homebound who are elderly, um, that's a group of folks that I think uh, uh, you know I'm particularly concerned about. I would just ask your listeners, as, as this vaccination progresses, if you have an elderly neighbor who is homebound, who may not be able to get out and about as much as they otherwise maybe did when they were younger, let's watch out for those elderly neighbors of ours. And I have one. Uh, her name is Millie. And making sure that Millie gets her vaccine before I get my vaccine is a high priority for me. Uh, and let, let's let make that a high priority for all of us with our neighbors to get those who are elderly and homebound in our community. Check in with them. If they need a ride, help them out. Um, any way that we can get them to get their vaccinations to get in line, I think it's important, especially those who, you know, are over 75, 85. We know that you know as you get older, this becomes more important
0: Tim is there anyone from crowing county that is part of the decision making team at the state level uh as far as how this vaccine is being rolled out? Did they ask certain members from around the the state to be part of the decision making
1: you know those are those decisions are well above our pay grade ah, okay uh, and and so basically the CDC comes out with recommended priority orders, uh, and then the states individually decide whether or not they wish to follow that or deviate from that. And you have seen that states are and have been deviating from the CDC's guidelines uh, to some extent. The problem with trying to get an additional group higher on the priority list means, that with a limited vaccine supply, someone else has to move down the priority list. There's only so many vaccines and they're not sitting, at least not in Crow Wing County, they're not sitting in freezers somewhere. Um, 100% of the vaccines that we're getting are being used within 72 hours for the first dose and within seven days for the second dose. So no, we're not consulted on that. We try to follow that guidance to the very best of our ability. Um, What we're concerned about is the impact of vaccinations and those who are most at risk. So trying to make sure that who we're vaccinating first is going to have the best health outcomes and also try to get our economy and community back into some semblance of normality. The faster we can do that, I think, the better we're all going to like it. But that is going to continue to require patience on our part.
0: And uh, do we have any information on additional vaccine? Uh, that seems to be the biggest issue so far. I keep hearing about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine being close. Uh, do you guys get any additional information on vaccine and and when we might be seeing more coming to Crow Wing County?
1: We're watching that closely as well, and you know. I continue to be encouraged by the results of the vaccine trials. I think there's some debate over 85% effectiveness versus 95% effectiveness and whether or not you should get one vaccine versus another. Um, what that 85 or 95% is referring to is the degree to which you will get symptoms, any symptoms. And so what that basically is saying is that in all of those cases, we can't find a single case of someone who's died of COVID in all of those cases, we can't find a single case of someone who got hospitalized. It's effectively a cure. Whether you are talking about Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, uh, Pfizer, they are all really very effective at eliminating serious disease hospitalizations. Um, And so it's really good to have all of those vaccines. I'm just hopeful that the more suppliers we can get, we can ramp up the available volume and move through our population more quickly. It's, you know, it's important to keep in mind, basically, we've been vaccinating for a little over five weeks. uh, And so we're at 11% in five weeks. And, you know, I wish it was faster. And if we had more vaccine, it will be faster. We will marshal whatever resources we need to marshal if we got vaccines to get them into the arms of people.
0: Very good. Um, I know uh, Michelle Moritz was with you last time, the Crow Wing County um, Public Health Supervisor. Uh, She is, uh, if I remember right, was really encouraging everybody to get the vaccine. And yet, uh, I know I ran into someone yesterday who I know is uh, in my age category, (laughs) and they they said they were not going to get it and it surprised me but it's very important that we all get this and uh, there shouldn't be any worries about safety either should there
1: this is essentially a cure yeah if if you want to put this into some perspective ken it is uh it the, the efficacy of these vaccines rivals the polio vaccine anybody seen polio anywhere around recently right, right. Uh, it used to be when in my father's generation polio was everywhere it was a death sentence. You might find yourself confined to an iron lung for your entire life. Um, We know uh, President Roosevelt suffered from it. Um, And polio was a very common, very scary kind of disease. It's gone. And the efficacy of the polio vaccine is roughly comparable to the efficacy that we're seeing in the COVID vaccines. The flu vaccine is not that high of an efficacy. right? Um, and so these are really good vaccines. Um, and so I do encourage your listeners, yeah, the science is there. If you want, go online, do the research on the clinical trial uh, information. You can find the information, but these are really good vaccines. I'm, I'm quite impressed, frankly, with the data that is coming out of the clinical trials.
0: Uh, Tim, uh, a lot of folks maybe tried through the lottery thing that was going on for a while. They've maybe checked with their health care provider, and they still wait and wait and wait. Is there anything new, any other options that you know of that we could possibly do, or is it just a matter of being patient?
1: It is largely a matter of being patient, either for your particular um, segment of society, like healthcare care workers, to be called, and those groups will be called. Uh, we won't hold a general vaccination clinic for them. We'll go to them. Um, but primarily what the general public is going to see here is that the vaccinations are either going to be through a pharmacy or through your uh, doctor's offices or the local hospitals, like you would pretty much with any other vaccine. And we're awfully fortunate in this county to have two high-quality healthcare systems and and, and then a number of them right on our borders yeah. um, all around us. But CRMC uh, is... Uh, has a hotline for those in the eastern part of the county. If, you, if new information is available, they'll be updating this hotline. It's area code 218 545 4560. They will be making appointments for vaccinations of their patients uh, as soon as they get vaccine available. And if you're not uh, an existing patient, um, then you can also send they, uh, give them a call uh, or send them an email. Their email address, cmarketing at Essentia Health is using the MyChart system, which is their online uh, clinic system, to to schedule appointments as they get vaccine available. So they're reaching out to people. uh, And if you don't have, if you're not a regular um, Essentia um, patient, you can still go on EssentiaMyHealth.org and sign up for the MyChart account. Um, You could also give them a call at 218 786-1750 to schedule an appointment. Uh, Essentia is doing a waiting list. Cuyuna is not at this point in time.
0: Okay, good information. Uh, Another place for information, I believe there is a dashboard of information on how the vaccine rollout is going.
1: Yeah, if you go to our website, crowing.us, you'll see right on the home page at the top information on vaccines. And it links you to the, the state of Minnesota's vaccine information uh, data set. It's going to give you a lot of information about where each county is at relative to their vaccinations. So that is where I got the statistic, for instance, that Crow Wing County is at 11 percent, Aiken's at 12 The other surrounding counties are a little bit behind that. And so there's just a wealth of information out there on that website. Uh, And so if you want to just go to Crow Wing, it's easiest, just go to Crow Wing's website, crowwing.us. It's right there on the homepage, top of the fold. Click on the link and it'll take you there.
0: Very good. Um, Tim, let's also talk a little bit about something else that uh, residents should be aware of in the winter, and that's uh, testing for radon. And I know there's been a big push on television. I've seen commercials and public service announcements uh, about making sure you test your home. And do I understand that you have some free test kits?
1: We do. Um, The Minnesota Department of Health recommends that every home should be tested for radon about every five years. It's an odorless and colorless gas that basically naturally occurs in the soil. Um, and can enter homes through cracks in the openings and the floors of the walls, and it has been shown to be cancer-causing. So winter is the best time to test for radon because, of course, your house is all closed up. It's important to perform that test, if, especially after buying a new heating or air conditioning system. If you do that, that's a good time to do the test. In Minnesota, we know that about two in five homes have radon levels that could cause some kind of significant health risk, mm. and it's preventable. So we have free radon test kits that are available at our land services building. Give us a call to make an appointment to get one at 218-824-1010, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. There's a limit of one kit per household. Testing is easy and it takes only about three days to get your result. The mitigation efforts for radon usually involve venting the soil underneath your basement to the outside air. It's, it's, it's a low tech kind of a solution Um, So we just want you to know whether or not you have that risk in your particular home.
0: Very good. Uh, One last thing as we approach uh, what could be the coldest air mass of the winter approaching. uh, Let's talk about uh, summers in the beautiful Lakes area and a job opportunity.
1: Well, we're, we're kind of like when you go shopping for clothes, Ken, and now the bathing suits are out, right?
0: You know?
1: Uh, so we're, we're planning for summer right now, and we are recruiting for seasonal watercraft inspectors. Yes, not for when the ice is, is still there, but when the boats are going to be there. Um, and basically, we're trying to help prevent the spread of aquatic invasive species and, and share our vision of being Minnesota's favorite place. Um, So we're recruiting about 65 watercraft inspectors to work May through October. The shifts are mainly on the weekends, and we're going to do first-round interviews in early March. Um, We're going to allocate about 17,000 hours to inspecting watercraft at public lake accesses to prevent the spread of uh, Eurasian water milfoil, starry stonewort, zebra mussels. Um, We are also going to provide boat contamination locations and education to our residents and visitors. So if you had... Um, zebra mussels on your boat, we can decontaminate the boat so that you're not going to travel with them. Um, The watercraft inspections were identified by local lake associations and uh, the legislature as a top priority for funding. So the legislature allocates this money to Minnesota counties to do that. And of course, because of the volume of lakes in Crow Wing County, it's a bigger deal for us. Um, And we also get a larger state allocation to do this. Um, and we'll be recruiting for all sorts of summer interns in the not too distant future. And whether it's engineering, IT, GIS, uh, we bring on a number of uh, internships. These are particularly good summer jobs. So if you got a kid coming home from college, um, or somebody looking for a summer gig, it's, it's going to you know, especially the watercraft inspectors. That's going to be outside work um, for good or for ill. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, it, it's a great job for a summer job for someone. And so, if someone's looking for that, uh, please go to our website at crowing.us. There's a careers button there. You can always look for any of the jobs. We have a couple of other jobs that are there. If folks are interested, um, but always uh, take a look at that. I hope uh, folks would be interested in that. In that, and good opportunity for some.
0: Very good. All right. Well, we covered a a good amount of territory here. Again, uh, let's circle back to the start. We talked about vaccines, uh, and a good place to start for additional information is your website with a link to all that uh, dashboard information.
1: Absolutely. And especially for that 65 and older homebound, we are also working on um, putting together our own waiting list for folks who may fit that category, um, because we want to make sure that they're not just stuck in their homes. Uh, And so we are working on that. Uh, Watch for some announcement on that in the coming days uh, so that we can make sure we get to those folks.
0: Excellent. Tim, thank you so much for being here today to uh, share this great information on Community Focus. We appreciate it. And we'll look forward to visiting next month.
1: I always enjoy it, Ken. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Tim. Tim Houle is our Crow Wing County Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs are available anytime. Just go to our website, 1067wjjy.com. You can also find the Community Focus programs on our free mobile app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.